Tell your friends, the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Oh yeah! LifeRadio.fm, it's the Mark and Max show. The soundtrack for your life plays here, day in, day out, and it's great to have you with us today. Ooh. A light rain throughout most of our area, and I thought it was going to be stormy, but, you know. Mm. Yeah. What do you expect, Mark? Nothing? I, I just expected wet. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much it. Just wet. <laughs> Can't yeah, mow the grass. Nah, it's going to be wet. Yeah, I made that stupid decision to do that before the rain. Because it's like, well, you know, it's going to be rainy this week. Well, I better go cut the jungle, you know, or I'll be singing <laughs> A Lion Sleeps Tonight. So <laughs> Mine's all out there waving in the breeze. Hey, you didn't mow us. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but then, like an idiot, you know, I'm getting ready to cover the pool and doing all that because, you know, my Bray was out there swimming in it in the last days where it was just too cold, you know, because overnight lows and uh, got it all clean, got it all ready. And I'm like, well, tomorrow, you know, I'll, I'm covering it. I got the big one, you know, the mm -hmm. one you buckle down and all that oh, real yeah. hard one. Yeah. And uh, but it still gets leaves on it. And then, you know, when you go to uncover, if you don't have help, you dump them all in the pool. So, right. Yeah. yeah. You try to blow them off the leaf blower. But anyway, there's always that little stubborn patch out in the middle. You know, always and it's got yeah, mud on it that's right and and like at our our place we have hickory trees so we have hickory oh, nuts. goodness so we get and the hickory nuts all roll towards and of course a little bit of weight makes that thing bow yep. you know so it sags in the middle <laughs> and so you've got all this stuff sitting in the middle and the hickory nuts are all piling up and it doesn't matter what leap you can have the shindawa super yep. super max six thousand or whatever and you're <laughs> And the, the little hickory nuts are kind of rolling up a little bit up the other side. And then as soon as you move, they roll back down to the middle again. And it's just, you know, yeah. so after, over the course of the winter, you've got this big dent in the pool cover and leaves have been collecting. You can blow some of it out, but you've still got to, yep. all that stuff is still in the middle. And when you take it off, plunk, 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 plunk. Great. Great. I, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'll look during the wintertime. I look in at my pool water, go, boy, it looks clean. It's going to be so easy. And mm -hmm. never. You know, it's like I end up, ugh. So, well, just because the pool covers are porous. Yeah, but they, they're, you know, it's, yeah. I've been looking at DIY stuff about mm -hmm. building your own, in, you know, building your indoor pool kind of yeah. thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And every time I start doing that, I'm like, I bet I could do this for a couple grand. And <laughs> yeah, but if you're thinking, okay, if it's a DIY project and you're thinking $2,000, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going, I'm going to cap it at that. I'm going to get it done. And you, you want it to look like one of those really nice plexiglass things and mm. slide and all that. And you're thinking, yeah, yeah I can do that. Come on. Uh, How tough is it? And you, you know, you tell the wife, look, no more than two grand. I'm going to set it. Here it is. I, matter of fact, give me the dollar bills. Uh, it'll be like, I'm, you know, <laughs> and I won't go over this. And you start pushing that two grand and you're not even nearly close to it. And you start looking at the DIY projects and you realize why every one of them looks horrible. Yeah. It's like, it's like if a dude was going to make his own car and he decides to use wood because he doesn't know how to weld and he's got this big wooden thing out in the driveway. It's like, yeah, that's your DIY project for your indoor pool. That's what it's going to look like. It gets to a certain point where you you start off and you have standards. You know, yeah. I will not do, mm -hmm. I will not do this. I've seen yeah. bad jobs. I will. And yeah. by the end of it, you're like, how can I shortcut this? How, yeah. How can I make this process end more quickly? I can't figure out why it is that Alabama has the second largest earthquake fault line in america <laughs> and it won't hit now <laughs> life radio.fm the mark and mac show cruising along singing a song side by side ding <laughs> bless your heart <laughs> all right so i didn't have mark. my ding turned up hold on oh uh, there, there we go. go that's it <laughs> you know we have these days that everything has a special day it's like right. If you had the pinky toe on your left foot stub day, you know, and it's just about like that. Yep. Pretty much. So Mark sends this list of today is, and I'm looking at, it, I'm going, really? When can it stop? And that's exactly so, why I did. Just give me the top 10. Okay. The top five. I don't care. All what right. is, I Here's mean, I what saw I National Working Parents right. Day. Right. It's National Working Parents Day. It's National Step Family Day. It's National Play-Doh Day. Yikes, then that should be followed by National How Do You Get This Out of My Carpet Day. <laughs> that's right. It's National Paw Paw Day. Oh, it, that's my day. Yay. It's National Guacamole Day. Yuck. Mm -hmm. It's National Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day. Double yuck. <laughs> and it's Mayflower Day. 
<laughs> oh man now we're talking about the mayflower and plymouth rock not like the mayflower madam all i can say is it's on a list they didn't explain Wait what it meant yes mark <laughs> mayflower day that you're gonna have to remove that because somehow you know that's racist you know it is <laughs> it may be it, <laughs> it may has be. to be <laughs> did, did you see yesterday at virginia oh, tech a professor actually apologized okay a virginia tech professor apologized for being white yeah straight cisgendered female wow so here here's the thing if wow. you are part of the majority of the world where you you know know what you are you don't label it, you just are a person right yeah you know they've even labeled that now cisgender yeah, yeah. and it's like how about if i'm just dave and you're just mark and we mm -hmm. are what we are how about that why how do we have to label everybody to get into the minutiae can we have that as a day minutiae day how about you know how about perpetually offended day because oh, that's what grief. it all boils down to. These yeah. people are perpetually, yeah. they're so offended by everything that they have to create terms yeah. to describe yeah. what they're offended by. I am not apologizing for my race. I had nothing to do with it. No, so apologizing me, no. for being anything is ridiculous. And no. I'm going to be honest with you. If you think you're earning points with somebody by being more whatever you think you might be, the rest of the world looks at you just as you're just being ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Grow up. Isn't it interesting that the same crowd that insisted on us accepting the fact that they were born this way are now condemning us for being born this way? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. <laughs> Standing in line at the old DG. Yeah, oh that's always gosh. a great way to spend the day. Oh, man. You know, what did we do before Dollar General, Mark? I don't and know. I know we're not plugging them. It's just we both shopped there because, mm -hmm. well, to be honest with it, you know what? <laughs> if you're going to the store, it used to be the convenience store. Mm -hmm, you know, yeah. that was the because it was convenient. Right, and yeah. it was like last stop. So you would spend $4 for a two-liter drink just so you didn't have to drive back into town to get you know, a daggone Coke. Right, so you didn't but, have to wade through all the people, the we the weirdos yeah. and the wackos blocking aisles in Walmart, you know. <laughs> but now you got the DG. And so, yes. you know, while you're, on the, while you're on the way to any store, you're going to pass seven or eight Dollar yeah, General. And all well, the way. Right. Yeah. Well, after I pass the first one, I start thinking, well, wait a minute. Do I really need to go all the way? And it's like by the third one, I'm like, I'm just going to try it here, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you can find something close to what you're after anyway. And then if I'm shopping for something for LaDonna, I know really all I have to do, dude, and with it being Halloween candy time, all I got to do is grab a big bag of that. Yeah. And no matter what she sent me for, it's okay. It'll wait. You got that. <laughs> and, and what we were laughing about coming back from the music was, oh, was what it's like to stand in line at these places. You end up behind line. And I was telling you my story. You were telling me your story. But your, your story about the lady who's got this purchase, mm. it's like $4.80 something cents. And she wants to split it up because yeah. that's her sister's and this is her yeah. daughter's and this and i'm like uh, <laughs> just like wait a minute uh, <laughs> if, if i'd had a five it. on me i would have said here it's yeah. on me thank you god bless yep. you have a great day Keep the change you know? leave yes. and yesterday i wound up behind a uh, uh and it seems like this always happens to me i end up behind the little old lady that's confused about how the coupon actually works you know you don't and it's always there's always this long explanation and she's like but it says 20 percent off yes it's 20 percent off if you buy this and this and this and <laughs> there's always that misunderstanding and so i'm standing you know six eight feet behind her giving her some space and and she finishes up and gathers her bag up and then out of, out of left field i see this white blur another little old lady cuts me off and she steps in and the girl behind the register looks at le you know, kind of leans to one side and looks past her and looks at me and raises her eyebrows like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, whatever, you know, just whatever. See, you gave her a pass, but you know what? <laughs> Back in the thirties, she was hot when she was like 20 years old. That was a hot old lady. And yes. she's been used to cutting in front of that, people and nobody saying yeah, anything. Yeah. But back then she'd turn around and wink at whoever was behind her. And yeah. this time she didn't even know I was there. No, she just got used to not caring. <laughs> she doesn't right. care. Yeah. She's still, when she looks in the mirror, she doesn't see grandma dynamite she sees hot dynamite that's right she passes by that mirror and looks at her support hose and says oh yeah <laughs> gotta look good life radio.fm it's the mark and max show great to have you with us uh we do try to remind you each and every day to do a couple things one we got the daily bible reading uh, right there at life radio.fm 
uh, join us. Just pick up with us where it is. It's right. the an, it's an annual thing. I mean, so January first till December thirty first, reading right. the whole Bible, and very very cool. So mm. it, we encourage you to hop in on that one. Um, and also, if you have a moment, just share. Hey, listening to the Mark and Mac Show, liferadio.fm, we'd appreciate that. Yeah. Now, Mark, when the headline says, a stunning $470,000 villa in Italy can be yours Ooh. for just dot, dot, dot. I'm reminded of back in the day, and you remember, you and I were on the air talking about all the different deals you could make with mortgages. Mm. And uh, our buddy Bill May with Accent Mortgage yeah. helped a lot of people get into homes and... I remember the one thing that Bill told us. He said, you know, Dave, just because you qualify for a loan for the house you think you want doesn't mean you should buy it, you know? <laughs> and it true. was during the time when you had the interest-only loan with oh, yeah. a 10-year balloon. Yeah. And so you're only paying interest the first, you know, several years. And the whole idea is, well, because home values always go up. Right. You know, by the time you get ready to have that huge balloon payment, you'll sell the home anyway. You'll uh -huh. make money and hooray for your team. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, your whole neighborhood changes and you get yes. people with four by fours and big mud tires tearing their lawns up next door. And and, and, and the home values, and the all, home crash. values all crash. Yeah. <laughs> Three of the houses now in your 10 house neighborhood are still foreclosed and sitting there empty yeah. eight and, years later. And and two of them are burned to the ground. And yeah, yeah, so it's just, there so you go. It's just not the and same. Wait, that's, you know what? That's when you live in a neighborhood, <laughs> when you live in a neighborhood where it's collapsed like that, and there's two vacant houses that the hobos don't stay in, <laughs> you know, you ain't getting your money back. Yeah, You're my, done. That's my neighborhood. So, mm -hmm. well, with all that in mind, here we go. tell me about this great deal, Mark. It's a villa in Italy's majestic Tuscany could be yours for just thirty-five bucks. A British couple, wow. John and Anna Marie Nurse, are raffling off their fully furnished four-bedroom, four-bathroom villa in the Tuscan countryside. The villa is worth $470,000, according to Travel and Leisure magazine. The money raised by the couple will go to various charities. Last year, they did a similar raffle stunt and raised over $69,000 for children's charities. Travel and Leisure mm -hmm. is reporting that. Young people are losing hope for the future, says Pippa Locke of the Children's Society in the UK. That that's why Win Houses in Italy is proud to join the fight back for hope and support the Children's Society through the competition. Enter today and join the fight back and help young people rediscover hope as we emerge from this hmm. pandemic. Wait a wow. minute, they're emerging? So Wow, <laughs> Italy was in the worst place, man. <laughs> they were, yes. Um, the winner of the villa can do anything with the property. So if you want to retire, here's your place to do it. Or if you want to have a little side hustle and rent it out, you can do that too. Or if you just want it to be yours, Nobody will tell you otherwise. The transfer taxes and legal fees will be covered, as will a pair of flights to Italy, ground transportation, and a two-night stay while the ownership is transferred uh, to you and you sign all the papers. Uh, Somehow this sounds like there's going to be a Spielberg movie in there, you know? It does, doesn't it? That Tom Hanks yeah. is going to show up coming out of the closet going, gotcha, you know? <laughs> Entries must be received by January 22nd of 2022, and they have exact terms and conditions on the website called Winhouses. In Italy.com. Uh -huh. um, it also has a private pool and the most wonderful views at every turn, they say. A now, private gate, where, four car driveway. Wow. Is this near where George Clooney lives? I'm just curious. I don't because, know. You know. That would be part of the sales tip for me. I'd mm. be all over. If, if I have the chance of seeing George, yeah, the so 35 bucks, I don't mm. have to write an essay. Hey, I'm in. Okay. Mm. You've seen those before, you know, yeah, a dollar, hundred dollar entry and write an essay about why. And I'm like, wait a minute. Right. Yeah. So I'm paying a hundred dollars or in this case, 35 bucks mm. and to join a lottery that I might win the house. Okay. How many houses do they have on winhousesinitaly.com? I don't know. I'm, I just keep wondering. I'm looking at it right now and there are several apparently. Mm. So I, mean, I, I could just see how this turns out you get this $470,000 villa and the people win it and they sign everything over and they go and they make their first stay there and discover this door somewhere in a basement and there's a bunker with Hitler in it. You know, I just. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Life radio.fm Mark and Mac show. So Congleton's sitting here talking about <laughs> Norm McDonald passing away. Yeah. Which. Apparently, Norm was really a, um, a well-liked comedian in the comedian world. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, his brand of humor was very deadpan, very laid back. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was an interesting cat, a great writer. 
Yeah. And, uh, but the thing that they got me was the fact that, you know, he passes away and friends and family didn't know he had cancer. Right. Guy yeah. battled it for nine years. Yeah. Nine, and I mean, when, you know, I could get it not talking about it publicly, you know, mm. but when your close friends and family don't know yeah. that you're, you know, living with slash dying of cancer, mm. that just is uh, something a lot of us, you know, when you think about those, have you thought about what would I do if I had something like that that was not contagious? Mm. Would I tell family and friends or would I just keep it to myself? Um, well, I know that I'd tell Jane and I yeah. think I, I think. I think I probably would t swear her to secrecy. You can't tell yeah. a living soul about this. This is just well, between see, when us. I lost all that weight, you know, yeah. and yeah. I did it on purpose. Right. I did it just because I, I did it, you know, yeah. I wanted to lose the weight and right. I did. And I'm not, it, the reason I stopped, I got first a, I got to the weight I wanted. Right. B, yeah. I was getting ready to start shopping for new clothes because right. I, but I stopped started putting weight back on because people <laughs> thought I was actually sick and was not telling. And I really yeah. got tired because I felt like everybody's looking at me like I'm lying. Mm. And you know, that's when I, I mean, it was just finally I looked in the mirror and went, Oh, so I need to either get a facelift or put weight back on. Mm. Yeah. Cause you, you know, when you lose that weight, all your jowls and stuff start uh, dangling. You got the yeah. turkey neck going yeah. on. Yeah. So I, I just started eating ice cream at night when I go to bed, <laughs> well, put it back I, on 35 I, pounds back saw, on in a hurry. I saw an interview uh, clip with Norm McDonald on, uh, on some show. Now I don't remember who he was talking to, but uh, they were, he was talking about somebody who had made this announcement that they had, that they had cancer. And this was a long time right. ago that they had cancer and everybody was talking about what a brave person she was. Mm -hmm. And he just said, I, I don't see that as being brave. Yeah. I, I see that as looking for sympathy. And, and he said, I'm, mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. And I don't, I don't want to burden. I, I wouldn't, you don't, and his, he wasn't talking about, yeah. it was now looking back, it was pretty clear right. he was talking about himself. Right. Right. But he was saying, I, I don't see you doing it. That. I don't see you burdening your family with that. I don't see you doing this and that. I don't think, see that as being brave. I just don't. Right. I, it's, I, that's just, you know, that's, that's looking for pity. It's looking for, you know, some sort of attention. I don't see that as being a good thing to do. Hmm. And that was his attitude wow. about it, which is why yeah. he never told anybody was he didn't want to draw attention to himself, you know? Mm. And he, he was an interesting yeah. guy. He actually proclaimed uh, Christianity and, right. uh, you know, so I mean, you may look at some of his stuff and say, well, I, I believe it wouldn't use language wow. like that. Well, I mean, you yeah. wouldn't like use language like that, but I mean, you can't right. put your shoes on everybody else. So... He's, you know, so he, he actually looked at Larry King one time. He says, when I look in your eyes, I see a God hole shaped in your heart, a God shaped hole in your heart. Looked at, he, wow. told, he said that to Larry King. Wow. And Larry King looked at the camera like, what did this guy just say? You know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's, that is deep. Yeah. That is like really good for him. That, that is not something I would expect. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now I'm going to spend a little more time looking at, you know, yeah. Norm Macdonald stuff. I just, I always look at people like Norm Macdonald who, you know, he, for the last several years, he did a, uh, a podcast and uh, mm, I remember, yeah. I don't know how it looked at the end, but I know at first, um, it looked kind of chintzy, you know, mm, it looked like yeah. he did it in like a really, like a comfort in and, uh, <laughs> not knocking comfort in. I've stayed in plenty, but you know, it, it just didn't look like they spent a lot of time on set development. He, he doesn't look like today. I mean, Joe Rogan looks like he's got a killer set. Uh, Megan, yes. Megan, uh, uh, Megan used to be on Fox news, Megan Kelly. Is that her name? That's right. Yeah. She's, I, we watched one of hers last night. First time I've ever seen him. I thought, wow, she's, she must've spent a million bucks just on the set right. binder. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, the Norm lights. didn't do that. No, yeah. I don't, I think Norm used to really, he, he like got a mic from his, you know, from his kids karaoke thing. and was using that, you know, but anyway, so well. Norm McDonald passes away. And by the way, there are a lot of pieces that you can listen where norm was cracking up other comedians right, uh, online yeah. there's and i will tell you i'm gonna give you a heads up you're gonna go four and a half five minutes into this thing before the payoff and the biggest payoff oh, yeah. is actually watching yeah. conan o'brien laugh oh the, the moth joke just yeah. go to youtube and look up the moth joke and you'll with norm mcdonald and you'll understand but you trust me it's about five minutes long wait yeah. wait for it yeah. it's worth it <laughs> liferadio.fm the soundtrack for your life with the mark and mac show <laughs> so mark sends me this uh, uh, story mm -hmm. and i thought lost baroque painting <laughs> yeah 
how do you fix a Baroque painting? That's what I wanted to know. And I thought, didn't Spellcheck catch this? I mean, it should have. I know that it catches, autocorrect catches all kinds of things for me and corrects it the wrong way. But, right, yeah. I so love, how do you fix a Baroque painting, Mark? Well, it's it's not B-R-O-K-E. It's B-A-R-O-Q-U-E. Baroque. It's, it's, the code, it's the Cajun spelling. That's what it is. Uh-huh. All I'm thinking is that's... This is spelled the way my wife says broke. Okay. <laughs> I know. This is what it's I was like, thinking. Oh, that yeah. thing's baroque. <laughs> it is baroque. Okay. Well, a, a long lost 17th century baroque painting is being examined like, by art historians. It's like trying to figure out how do you spell charn? That smells charny. What is that? What? Charn. How what? do you spell it? Huh? Charn. Oh, God. Anyway, that's what let's I go back it. to the broke painting. You just went, you just blew one by me. I've never heard. I've never, oh, I've lived here all my life. I've never heard that. Uh, as LaDonna would say, you crazy heifer. I know. I'll tell you what it means. I know. <laughs> All right. The, the heifer thing I love. Actually, I've heard other people use that too. Yeah. Besides her, right. which I thought, I thought LaDonna was the only one. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> anyway, a long lost 17th century Baroque painting is being examined by art historians after it was spotted hanging in a New York church. Thomas Ruggio, he's the assistant professor of visual arts at Iona College, said he was visiting the Holy Family Church and in New Rochelle. Wait a minute, New Rochelle. Isn't that where Dick Van Dyke's family lived in the old Dick Van Dyke show? They lived in New Rochelle. Wow. Mm. Earlier this year, boy, am I old. Earlier this year, when a painting on the wall caught his eye, he said, I, I realized immediately it was an Italian Baroque painting, and I sort of did a double take. Why is it here? I immediately got up and started to take some bad pictures with my cell phone. He shared his photos with art historians in Italy and Manhattan, who quickly identified the piece as a long-lost work by Florentine master Cesare de, uh, Dandini, <laughs> who, who you have never heard of and I have never heard of. It's titled Holy Family with the Infant St. John. The uh, church said in a statement Monday that the painting had been donated sometime in the early 60s by a former Monsignor who had purchased it from an unidentified London gallery. Mm-hmm. Translation, it's stolen. The uh, parish agreed to loan the painting to Iona College, which said it would be on display at the New Rochelle campus for the next three months. Wow. Yeah. You know, when Jim Valvano was the basketball coach at Iona, he right. would go to recruit people and he'd say, uh, hey, Jim Valvano, Iona College. And they're like, really? Which one? <laughs> Jimmy V, the Wolfpack of NC State National I, Champions. I Iona College. Okay. It took a yeah. second for it to click, but Sorry. it finally did. But a bump. Thank you. All right. So, how much is a broke painting worth? I don't know. I really don't know. It's got to be worth it more than the Elvis playing poker with the dogs on velvet, though. No way. <laughs> liferadio.fm the market mech show with the soundtrack for your life playing all day long if you get a moment please just post it on social media fabby facebook for those of us who are challenged by things but you know just <laughs> listening to mark and mac i am i mark i don't want to i don't want to be get off my lawn guy but i am yeah. i was get off my lawn guy in my 20s okay right and yeah. so just being that now, it's now they can label me that. Back then, I was just mean. Mm-hmm. Now I'm that's that crazy get off my lawn guy. Be careful. <laughs> you know, more uh, and more, I'm I'm thinking about older relatives. I used to say, God, how could he say? <laughs> you know, and I'm going, I'm thinking, oh, now I understand. You know, yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I've caught Hannah. You know, behind like when I do something, yeah, and I'll just catch her out of the corner of my eye. She looks at Braylon and she's shaking her head, mm. and I'm thinking, oh, I caught you. Wait a minute. <laughs> remember that look because it was me yes oh man i'll tell you you know you got old when you're using your keys to you know like clear out your ears oh. that's when you know you yeah. know because yeah. that's the old guy thing sitting yep. there with a key in his ear yeah yeah I, know. I won't go with the nasty old handkerchief that needs to be washed <laughs> you know it's right. funny they tell you never put things in your ears you know that's one of the things they tell yeah. you not to use q-tips to clean your ears yeah. out with and don't all that put other it stuff. in your ear don't do that right don't do that and put i go more. i go to the ent one time because i'm having some sinus issues and one of the things i, I, I he says got anything else going on I said, yeah i'm having a little trouble with my left ear i'm losing high frequency i can't you know i can't hear right and he so he pokes down he says you ever clean your ears and he pulls out this big wad of crud ah <laughs> i'm saying well, no, they tell you not to. Wow, dude. Man. 
<laughs> Are you? If you start talking about your belly button, we're done. Oh, Just speaking you, speaking you of, know, um, no, no. I, all right, Dick Clark. Yes, on the Caravan of Stars tour, early sixties. Wow, he's riding from Atlanta, Georgia, to Birmingham, Alabama, uh-huh. on the bus. Yeah. Okay. And he noticed in Atlanta that his hearing, you know, he's up introducing the bands. He noticed that his hearing was not what it needed to be. Hmm. And being around all this loud equipment and everything mm-hmm. else in the caravan of stars, it's kind of like a winter jam or summer jam mm-hmm. that you and I have hosted many a time where it's a whole bunch of artists with one or two hits all right. crammed together yeah. for one night of fun. Yeah. And on this particular trip, um, Diana Ross and the Supremes were on it wow. and they were driving, you know, anyway, the reason I remember that is Baby Love. Oh, the, yeah. That's one of the songs that came out of it was while they were driving down the interstate and you're going across an area that had some construction going on. It was right. And yeah, yeah. that constant beat. But anyway, so Dick Clark is really frustrated. He can't really hear. Everything's a little muffled. Gets to Birmingham. He calls the doc. I, you know, and everybody knew he's Dick Clark. Well, they knew him outside of Birmingham. But anyway, he goes to the doctor and the guy, the way he described it was kind of like the opening of Shrek. <laughs> Shrek pulls the candle wax out of his ear, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what Dick Clark had. He had this big gobble wax all built up. And yeah, the doctor yeah. said, it's because you're standing around these really loud speakers, your ear's protecting itself. So hmm. wear something to plug that up. But all I could think of is there's going to be some Guinness Book of World Records where somebody's saving this nasty mess and using it as a candle. You know that. Oh, we need to do a search right now. Dude, I thought ear candling. I thought that's what it was. You know? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show, and we appreciate you joining us and hanging in there. You know, we do. We don't say that often enough, but mm. I know that we both really do appreciate yeah, it. We do, really. One thing kind of cracks me up. We have a lot of alligator stories, and... The reason they catch my attention, it really goes back to our Disney trip many years ago when they yeah. told you and Mike Eccles about golfing. I know. It's not often you actually, you're standing on the first tee and the starter, hang on a second, it hit me that there's there's probably a lot of guys out there who play golf where they don't have a starter. You know what I mean? Where you, you, you just go to the little private course and the, the yeah, guy doesn't give play. you the rules. He just assumes hey, everybody here knows the rules anyway, you know? But so we're standing on this Disney course because we got to play this $125 course for 25 bucks a piece, you know, and, uh, it's 97 degrees outside and we're just, we're just thinking, Oh, golf, Disney golf, this has got to be good. And the guy says, okay, here's the rules. Um, if you, if your ball rolls up against a, a log in the fairway, please drop a new ball. Don't retrieve your ball, drop a new ball, and don't take a penalty stroke because we don't have logs in the fairways. Those are alligators. There you go. <laughs> Ever since then, yes. alligator stories attract my attention. Yes. And I'm going to be honest, Mark. I don't think of alligators when I think of the great state of Utah. No. Unless it's a zoo or something. Right. I just, they don't, I, I don't. I don't see that. Right. And and we had that story last month out of Utah about an animal ha- a handler who got attacked by a gator. She's she's doing the spiel talking to people. She's showing them how the gator behaves and it and it bites her hand. Uh the video of it showed uh, the gator biting down on Lindsay Bull's hand during a feeding at uh, Scales and Tails. That's the name of this place. It's a reptile and animal zoo in West Valley City. It and it happened during a kid's birthday party. With all the children looking on. Now, Lindsay Bull recalls trying to get this eight and a half foot gator named Darth Gator. Thank mm-hmm. you. To to back up. He's, she's trying to get it to back up. So she's holding her hand up as a signal because they do kind of do behavior train them a little bit. And so she's doing the signal for him to back up and the gator clamped down on her wrist. He Which, thought it was a signal for food. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, bull jumped into the into the glass enclosure to get better leverage. Then the gator whipped the trainer underwater in what's known as a death roll. And at the time, everybody assumed bull was dragged into the tank. But she now she's saying she actually jumped in on purpose, thinking that was the best way to fight against that death roll situation. She says my main objective at that point was to get into the enclosure with him so I could. F- freely roll at the same time um huh. the reason is that if she didn't he just would have spun and ripped her arm off and she knew that would happen so she knew her best chance of saving her arm was to get in there and grab him and roll with him at the time everybody uh, 
well then she recalls the move she learned from years of gymnastics is what it was she she rolled into the rolled in with the alligator to prevent further injury she said that's a common thing in gymnastics that you twist while you're flipping and that was exactly i just i just dropped my shoulder the same way you would doing a twist in a flip she said that losing an arm was her biggest fear i just wanted to do whatever i could do to mitigate the damage and as she struggled a dad leapt into the enclosure and pinned the gator down until she could uh, be pulled to safety and he, she says, he's just the greatest. Even with a lot of training, it takes a lot of courage to get in there and do that. He didn't hesitate. Well, and hmm. she's, she's returning to work now. She's removed her bandages, and that reveals her injuries. She, she, uh, the gator ruptured about 80% of the tendon in her arm. She's already making progress since her surgery last month. She's expected to make a full recovery. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is. The, the really neat part about this is their insurance company is actually negotiating right now with whether or not the kids from this birthday party are going to get, you know, therapy as part of their, like, cause I'm telling you, man, this is not this. This is not the story you want to tell. This is going to be on Dr. Phil, you know, every night in homes across Utah, little children waking up screaming alligator. liferadio.fm it's the mark and max show and uh boy we're getting closer and closer to the weekend and uh birth dave day tomorrow yes wow <laughs> cannot believe i actually am saying that out loud i've been the anti-birthday guy for so long right yeah you know but i i don't think i can expect much <laughs> Well, I've never done it. You know, you get disappointed as a kid. You take it into adulthood. You're like, no, no, just ignore it. Please. It's not a special day, you know? Right. Because it, it's going to backfire, Mark. Yeah. See, you've made that big investment for all these yeah. years. I have a feeling Monday we're going to hear about the payoff. Mm. I know. I'm <laughs> I'm banking because every year, well, you got to do a cake. You got it. No, I don't. And it's like, so Wait, we'll see. Hold we'll, on. Wait a minute. Yeah. You're turning down cake? Yes. What is wrong with birthday. you, my man? What's only wrong? on my birthday. Wow. That's the only time. Yeah, I know. It's sick. Yikes. Hey, man. There is I mean, a story cake, that cake is going. So, wait, I'm sorry, but cake somebody else didn't spit on? Hey. There you go. Come on, as man. As, hey, as long as her uh, birthday cake, uh, what is what did Sheldon say? As long as it's a dry blow. <laughs> as long as it's a dry blow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right. Mark, in Birmingham, Alabama, yes. or more specifically, because, you know, just like anywhere else, if you say Atlanta, Georgia, you mm. could be talking about, you know, Gwinnett half, Place Mall. I mean, state, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, in Centerpoint, Alabama. Right. Which was, wasn't that home of the Irwin Eagle? Yeah. Or yeah. close. Irwin High School. It's now Centerpoint Irwin, okay. High School. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, a woman is facing uh, assault charges after uh, her name is uh, Nanette. Uh, where did I get it? Come on, Dave. Get with the pro. Oh, here we go. Nanette Waldrop. First thing that caught my name, my, my attention was the name of the spelling of her name because it, it's just an odd spelling, you know? Okay. But N Nanette Waldrop is 37 and it's spelled N-A-N-N-A-T-T. -N -N Nanette. Okay. Yeah. Instead of, anyway. instead of with an E before the T. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so she's 37 years old and, um, <laughs> She did what a lot of parents think about doing, okay? Uh-oh. Yeah. Apparently, she has a child that might be getting bullied by a child at school. Mm -hmm. We're talking elementary school. She's 37. School bus pulls up. Mama Bear gets on the bus. Oh, my. Proceeds to confront an 11-year-old child that she suspects of bullying her child. Now, I haven't seen the video. And it's not from a lack of trying, <laughs> but apparently there's video of this event taking place. And, uh, she apparently got into a physical altercation with an 11 year old child, which just, I'm just saying that's never okay. No. Okay. The only person who can get into a physical altercation with an 11 year old is another 11 year old. Yeah. And we would break them up. Yeah. You don't solve anything with violence, especially no. an 11 year old that you're not related to. So she goes to jail for assault, <laughs> trespassing, and a number of other things. And <clears throat> a lot of people are going to go, I get it. If my kid's getting bullied, I'm going to, you know. Yeah. But you can't do that. No, you there can't. There is no win. I reference 
the Brady Bunch episode. Oh, of course. Of, because everything references the Brady Bunch. <laughs> baby talk, baby talk. It's a wonder you can walk. <laughs> Buddy Hinton yeah. terrorizing Cindy Brady. Peter has to beat him up. Oh, my. And he does. Well, actually, he got one hit in. And then Buddy Hinton's. But the thing is, first things first, they decided we're going to talk to Buddy's dad, you know, try to stop this bullying. Yeah. And found out Buddy's dad was a bully, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anyhow, I think uh, dear old Nanette Waldrop, 37 years old, is going to learn a lesson mm-hmm. um, about beating up an 11-year-old. You oh, don't man. do it. You lose. Oh, gosh. Has there, I hate it for her. Has there been any kind of legal stuff going on with that? I mean, well, she was arrested. It just happened this week. I mean, it happened. Uh, she was yeah, it happened Tuesday. She was arrested. Wow. And uh, so we'll find out more as it goes on. Chances are she's going to end up pleading it down. She'll get, you know, community service probably. Yikes. And, you know, because she was actually charged with uh, assault in the third degree and trespassing. And just know. Um, that if you're not a child, you're not allowed on the school bus. Right. Okay. Those are the rules. You're not the kid or the driver. You are trespassing. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so she's in a world of hurt. And the thing is, okay, did she solve the bullying problem? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Because now, because she obviously cannot get back on the bus without going to Tutwiler, you know, that kid's got free reign to terrorize her kid even more now. Oh, man. And he will, or she will. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know if the 11 year old bully right. is boy or girl. Don't know. Well, all right, kids, it's Mother's Day. We got to go down to the jail. Yep. <laughs> Let's go to Tutwiler and see if we can't visit Mama and oh, maybe God. get her a weekend off. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Max show. And it's been a uh, pretty busy day today. I mean, we've had. A woman on a bus taking on a bully. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, a Utah woman, uh, an update where she was attacked by the alligator. Yep. Which I'm wondering, you know, how is she going to manage fighting alligators in the future? You know, <laughs> because, you know, that's going to play in her head. But when I saw this story that Mark sent, I misread the topic. I, I misread, <laughs> you know, in my head. So as we cruise along with the soundtrack for your life playing all day long, I'm going to encourage you to take your time and actually read all the words and let it, let it play out in your head before you jump to conclusions. Yeah. Giving that to you. This is not the first story we've had about this kind of animal. And, okay. and we, we actually looked it up a while back. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Okay, now I right. got you. Yeah, it's a pair of exotic African servals, S-E-R-V-A-L-S. They're on the loose after escaping from the barn where they were being kept here in Alabama. Lacey Haring, the owner of the pet store, 256 Exotics, said in a Facebook post that two servals, these are African cats that resemble small leopards, escaped from her Huntsville barn Sunday night. Herring said the felines escaped by digging a tunnel under one of the walls. She, escaped, she asked anyone who spots the animals to contact the Madison County Sheriff's Office or local animal control officers. A Huntsville Police Department spokesperson said the, uh, the officers there were unaware of the escape but urged residents to use caution if they spot the animals. Quote, we would, <laughs> we would advise citizens to be aware of the surroundings. Of surroundings, use caution and report any sightings. Um, Alabama, by the way, is one of 18 states that allow private individuals to own servals without a permit. So you could actually have one as a pet here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're awesome looking. You oh, know. they are. I love them. I, I, every time I see one, I think, God, now see, that's a cat yeah. I can handle. I'd love having right. that cat. Yes. You know, I'm with you. And that's when I actually, you know, when I saw the, when we looked it up before, I'm like, I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe it was a monkey or something, mm-hmm. you know? No. I didn't realize this looks like a jungle cat, only, you know, yeah, miniaturized. They have the musculature of those bigger cats, though. They yeah, look they like it anyway. Yeah, I've seen video of them jumping, you know, for after mm-hmm. something. Really? Like jumping after a ball in the air. And those things, a full-grown one can jump, <clears throat> excuse me, something like 12 feet up in the air. It's just, wow. All right. Yeah, it's crazy. So let me ask you, yeah. um, they're on the loose. If we catch them, okay, because mm-hmm. they're from a pet store, which bothers me. Uh, you yeah. know, that, that they escape yeah. from a pet store because right, pet yeah. stores have all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> why, A, why don't the police know about this before the rest of us? That's kind of a bother. <laughs> and where's Jim Fowler? You know, you know <laughs> that Marlon's sending him to take, you know, to get yeah. this taken care of. 
Yeah, Mar- Jim Fowler will be the one to come back to the truck all scratched up from his encounter. <laughs> and Marlon Perkins the third is sitting in there with his little <laughs> GoPro going, see, I told you. <laughs> He's doing a mutual of Omaha commercial while Jim's getting scratched Wild to death. Kingdom. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and there's the relatives of Jim. Yeah. Well, you can tell because he's one in the lion's mouth. There you go. That's our Jim. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max Show. And, hey, just a very quick backup. Um, if you were listening a couple of minutes ago when we were talking about the serval cat, mm-hmm. you know, getting the escape from the uh, prison in Huntsville, <laughs> these cats actually do not make good house pets, according no, to don't. what I was looking at. Because, you know, you and I both are like, man, that would be really cool. But <laughs> they do. They're kind of pricey and uh, they don't make great house pets. Right. So yeah. there you go. But they look really cool. Yeah, they do look cool. If you want to see what uh, what a serval looks like, uh, you can go to YouTube and uh, look for Gatorland in Orlando, and then look for Catterday, C-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, because they do cat videos every Saturday, and it's all about their the, the cats, the big cats that they have there, and they feature the African servals frequently. Okay. And so you can see them, and it's really funky to see here's something that big purr. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And to play. They will eat you, though. And to watch yeah. them play. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, briefly. Right before they take off your hand. That's right. There you go. And when they start that's playing, what Gatorland's when, all about. When they start playing with you, that's when yeah. you have to be worried. Mm. See, that's the thing. You got to remember, you know, in their little serval cat land, when they're in their own little house and stuff, mom says, hey, don't name the food. Okay. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that sign I told you about on the back backstage door at that theater in Pigeon Forge with a picture of the lion. It says, yeah, I'd like to hug you, but I'd kind of like to eat you too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know. As long as we're going to go down this rabbit hole, um, there was a picture of the, and it was in Germany yeah. where this woman had nursed a sick big cat back in the day when it was little mm. and the years and years go by, you know, and they were very close. She nursed him back to health or whatever. And Ooh. they, you know, she thought they had a relationship kind of thing. You know, she was very attached to him, but knowing that <laughs> she couldn't keep him, you know, she got him with a zoo that had a, a good reputation and, and a good area for this cat to live in and all that. Right. And years and years go by. And one day she goes to the zoo to see, you know, if she can see her, what used to be her old pet, not expecting him to recognize her at all. Yeah. Yeah. And he comes to the, you know, the fence and he does recognize her and he ends up giving her a big hug and loving on her. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I, I haven't seen that, but I have seen I'm similar videos, similar videos of people well, going back to, to see them in right. the wild. Well, no, I'm yeah. talking about at a zoo and it's really cool because yeah. I don't know if he's like loving on her or begging her to cut him loose. You know, <laughs> all I'm thinking is this is a Disney movie because I'm, I'm like, oh, I've missed we, you so much. I love you. If you'll yes. get me out of here, I promise I won't eat you until a couple of days later. No, and you know, and in the meantime, I will protect you from other wildlife because I want you fresh. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. Great to have you with us today. We do appreciate it. And Mark was just reminding me about the podcast. You know, every day uh, after the show, Mark pieces it all together and there's a podcast of the program that you can listen to wherever your favorite podcasts are located. <laughs> um, Mark, when the COVID started spreading um, right. and be- started becoming a story, um, you remember when toilet paper and everything was coming oh, off the shelves? Yeah, toilet paper, hand, hand sanitizer, sanitizer, yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of discussion about hand sanitizer, what was healthy, what was not healthy. And, you know, now... We're getting stories. Hand sanitizer exposures on the rise. Mm-hmm. A Pennsylvania mom has a warning for every parent out there about hand sanitizer. She says what happened to her young daughter was a nightmare that no other parent should ever have to endure. It was her second day of kindergarten at Moon uh, at Moon Area's J.H. Brooks Elementary School. The little girl set up her desk with pencils and supplies, including a fresh bottle of hand sanitizer, which was on the list of school supplies for the kindergarten mm-hmm. class. By lunch, the five-year-old girl had collapsed. Oh, no. Yeah. The girl's mom says the principal called and said to get to the school immediately. She was walking a little wobbly down the hall. By the time they got to the classroom, to the lunchroom, or from the classroom to the lunchroom, she fell and couldn't sit up straight. 
The little girl was rushed to Children's Hospital from the school. She was completely out of it. Mom says, I tried to wake her up, and she opened her eyes briefly, and she looked at me, but it was almost as if she looked straight through me, and she started to cry, and then she laid back down. I was very scared. I had no idea. The medic didn't have any idea either. Hours later at the hospitals, the little girl came to, but mom still had no answers as to what happened until the school called again. She says this class, each student has their own sanitizer pump bottle at their desk with their name on it for their personal use. My daughter had consumed half of that bottle. She consumed six ounces of 70% alcohol. Uh, Her blood alcohol level was 0.23. Oh my gosh. Yes. Dr. Michael Lynch, head of the Pittsburgh Poison Center, says there's been an increase of kids ingesting hand sanitizer. Quote, in Pennsylvania, in the last 18 months, more or less, since the start of the pandemic, we've seen a 56% increase in hand sanitizer exposure cases compared to the 18 months prior to that. Dr. Lynch says that the, that amounts to about 2,300 cases, most under the age of five, and about 6% of those kids needing to go to the hospital. Quote, hand sanitizers will typically have 70% or so ethanol, which means they're about 140 proof. Even a small amount can be enough to get intoxicated. The little girl's okay now, but her mom still worries about what happened, wants to make sure other parents and caregivers are aware of the dangers. She says, I'm hopeful that there's not going to be any long-term effects of this. Well, yeah, but okay, so do we have to? Yeah, we do have to tell children don't don't eat the glue, don't lick yes, this. Yes, we do. And, yes, yeah, and they do um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, but okay, they're going to have to address this issue, you know, with um, like they've. Well, I guess in in most states they have a law that uh, like the stuff you use in your car to uh, uh, antifreeze, right? That yeah. it has to have a, a horrible taste or smell yes, or whatever, right? Uh, because it looks and smells sweet mm-hmm. and. They're probably going to have to address that with the uh, hand sanitizer stuff. You yeah. know, at some yeah. point, this is, I didn't realize that was a thing. I just didn't. Yeah. Uh, that, yikes. It's scary. Bless her heart. Point yeah. two three. No wonder she couldn't walk straight. LifeRadio.fm. It's the soundtrack for your life with the Mark and Mac show. And yet another headline I misread, Mark. <laughs> oh, no. The Taco Bell test monthly subscription service. Yes. Yeah. You... I saw Taco Bell and monthly subscription service, and my first thought was, is this like a channel for the Yo Quiero Taco Bell commercials? <laughs> Are we just going to watch these over and it's over again? Taco Bell subscription service. Yeah. That's what it is. It's got to be. <laughs> what would Taco Bell stream? Please, <laughs> don't don't say. Um. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man. You talk about Montezuma's Revenge. Holy yeah. moly. Well, you you can... know, Taco Bell, I like Taco Bell, but when I was a kid, Mark, we, because of growing up where I did and mm-hmm. being, I don't want to say impoverished because we weren't there, but we were we were not wealthy, okay? Right, like, yeah. We aspired to be lower middle class. That was kind of the goal in our family. Yeah. If we could just get right there, you know? I mean, Three meals a day. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but we would have traditional Mexican food because that oh, was what yeah. we were around. And oh, when yeah. I say traditional, I'm not talking about the the taco kit where you buy the corn <laughs> shells are all there. Where you t- I'm talking about the flat corn tortillas. Right. Yeah. Making a real sopapilla, which, by the way, does not include butter and sugar and cinnamon. Oh. They're like a pillow. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll make them for you next time you're here because right, I'm telling right. you, man, real food done right. It's awesome. Okay. But when I was a kid, because, you know, we do have a desire to fit in, I would ask my mom, why don't we get tacos like that? You know? <laughs> and it was like, you know, now, of course, I go out of my way to make them the way my mother did, you know, right. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome. But anyway, I, I'm not making fun of anything. I, I eat Taco Bell if, you know, like right. anybody else. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the same. If you think no. that's real Mexican food, no, it's no. not. It's just it like. Isn't. Yeah. And Taco Bell has changed a lot over the years. I remember remember in the Birmingham area, the only Taco Bell I had ever seen had a ginormous fire pit out front, uh, big (laughs) big gas fire pit, you know, with flames licking it up in the air all the time. And and they used to, they sold chips as well as the tacos, but uh, the chips were broken (laughs) taco shells. That's what they were. But, you know, 
That wasn't Taco Bell, Mark. That oh. was Taco Hell. Okay, just <laughs> With the, the flames. Up. Yes, okay. Yes, I got you, yes. Okay. But, now that you know. Yeah, but, but it, of course, as, as you travel around a bit and you learn a bit more, you realize that basically a taco is anything you want on a tortilla. You know, so <laughs> it's pretty much is. I mean, if you yeah. you go to a taco truck somewhere, they'll ask you, what do you want? And, I, and you look and, wow, look at all the different stuff you can get on a tortilla. And it's not a hard, <laughs> it's not a hard crispy shell either. It's, you know, it's a soft tortilla. Right. So, so if you're thinking that what you're getting at Taco Bell, then all that other stuff is real Mexican food. No, no, you're not. But, but it's but fine eating. It's not. It's wrong. okay. No, there's not. It, but, uh, Okay, I had an unpleasant experience with Taco Bell a little while back, and so I haven't been back Everybody for a while. Has had, you know, I know. Everybody has had one. <laughs> I mean, I bought a couple of burritos, and I'm looking at it going, oh, okay, that oh, that sounds really good. And, and, of course, it's the drive-thru, and I got it home, and I, like, took the first bite and went, well, this was a mistake, you know? Oh, <laughs> see, for me, it's usually an hour after the fact. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that was a mistake. Yeah, that's right. Well, forget your Taco Tuesday. How about tacos every day? Taco Bell mm-hmm. is now testing a subscription service for tacos. Customers pay 5 to 10 bucks a month for a taco lover's pass, and that gets them one of a variety of tacos each day for 30 bucks. Or 30 days, that is. 30 days. 5 to 10 what? bucks a month, you get a taco a day. Taco Bell's trying out the subscription service for about 20 of its Tucson, Arizona restaurants. No word yet if it might roll out for the rest of the country. They'll have to see how wow. the test goes in Tucson. Five or ten bucks a month mm-hmm. for a taco a day. I mean, that's okay. I mean, that's not too bad. What they're banking on, though, obviously, is you're not going to go and just get one taco. Right. Yeah. You know, you're going to get, and that's going to probably be, yeah, your regular taco, which you know is going to be the tortilla with the yeah, yeah, meat, yeah. cheese, and lettuce. Right. Just a basic bare bones right. taco. Right. So if you're going to go, you're going to get your free one and two more. So <laughs> at least I don't have a problem with it. I, I don't have a problem at all with this type of aggressive marketing. I think right. it's an interesting idea, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, you know, Chick-fil-A when, when you get a coupon from Chick-fil-A, oftentimes it's contingent on you purchasing something else. Right. Yeah. It's like, sure. We'll give you the free whatever, but yeah. you've got to buy this. Uh-huh. And I used to not like it, but now it's like, Hey, I have a reason to go. Look, you know, <laughs> I get to go. Oh, oh, dude. Not totally changing the subject, but it is the Mark and Mac show. So, dude, the other day, Han, I'm not kidding. The last couple times I've been to Chick-fil-A, I had to wait while they cooked it. And it was so hot when it came out, you know? Yeah, but the other day, okay, had one that it was more of the, by the time I got it home to eat it, you know, it wasn't as hot and steamy as those had been. I liked it better. Ooh. I, I actually liked it better after I had time to sit for a few minutes. Huh. And yeah, which was shocking to me. Now, I'm not going to go in and say, hey, you got anything that been up there for an hour? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but well, that that kind of makes sense because there's yeah. a lot of foods that if you let them rest for a few minutes mm-hmm. after cooking, yeah. they actually take the seasoning gets a chance to mm-hmm. move through them and the, and the moisture, yeah. the, all of those. Oh, I, now you're making me hungry. I'm saying we're going. Oh. We're, you know, you better... You know what? At 10.01, you and I are in the car on the way. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. LifeRadio.fm, the soundtrack for your life, and Guinness Book of World Records every day. Every day, every day. If if there is a day, (laughs) it's a Guinness Book of World Records day. You know, today's like national whatever day. It's pick your toenail day or whatever, but it is also... Guinness Book of World Records Day. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> we have to have one. I mean, I think, like I told you the other day, I think if you look at the calendar, there is there are multiple Guinness Book of Records things every day of the year. Yeah. Every yep. day. And what you do is you, you know, you see one, oh, that could be fun and you, to talk about. And you look at the rest of them and go, you did what? <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> right. Why did you think and that it, was a record that needed to be broken? Yeah. And and the it just it amazes me that what are people thinking up to do that this is a category? You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, an eight hundred and twenty foot bridge suspended over an Ontario highway has been awarded a Guinness World Record. It's the world's longest and closed pedestrian bridge. The Pickering Pedestrian Bridge, built by Metrolinx over Highway 401, was verified by Guinness as the world's longest enclosed pedestrian bridge after it was officially measured at 820 feet long. Metrolinx spokeswoman Annie Marie Aikens 
said the bridge was completed in September of 2018 and the transit agency decided to apply for the Guinness World Record in 2020. Quote, we knew we had something special and we couldn't find another one around the world that was the same length and that made us that made us think we should see if it's the longest. And sure enough, it is. Aiken said the process of applying for the record and getting approved by Guinness took over a year. The bridge, which connects the Pickering Go train station to the Pickering Town Center, stretches over 14 lanes of highway, six railway tracks, and a city road. Wow. That's a long bridge. It's almost three football fields long. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just think about that for a minute. When, I, yeah. I, when I'm picturing this in my head, you know, yeah. I'm thinking long bridge, okay. Let's just say football field length. That's a right. long bridge yeah, yeah, over, yeah. over a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But not just one, not two. But 80 feet shy of three football fields. Yeah. Nah. No. Have you seen no. the, how high? Uh, it doesn't say how high. It's over. It's just too just, high. It's, it's not that high. It's not like some of the things we stories we've had in the past where it's a thousand feet above a canyon floor. You know, <laughs> right. But if you look at the if you look at the pictures, for example, I'll give if you if you go over to UP, no. UPI.com. No, I'm avoiding. I got my eyes closed now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. You may as well have a clown on top of that thing, yeah. man. It kind of looks like an air uh, like an airliner fuselage stretched across all these lanes of traffic. It's really weird looking. A very strange looking bridge. And you know what's really cool though is the what's next that? record they're trying to set the longest line of barf traps. You know <laughs> where they. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and the soundtrack for your life go check it out liferadio.fm if you get a chance please share it on your social media you know whatever you particularly whatever you use is fine i'm actually got a goal for myself mark to actually explore the other social medias to find out if i'm capable of doing more than one (laughs) Uh, i'm like i'm in exploration mode i pretty much already know the end of this story but you know just in case i my experience with social media has been that it, when you know actually personally know the people who are commenting on what you post it's pretty cool because you all mm-hmm. see things the same way and even if you don't you get along right yeah the problem is that the people you don't know if you decide yeah. to make your your particular mm-hmm. timeline public it's yeah. the people you don't know mm-hmm. those people yeah. who just live to to trash everything in the world because they're oh, unhappy yeah. and they want to they want to just rip everything you know those people which so your odds of your odds of being happy on social media dramatically yeah. increase if you do not read the comments on anything right. you post. <laughs> <laughs> That's why in my head, oftentimes yeah. during the day, I'm singing G I double L I G A N spells Gilligan. I'm not kidding. Half uh, the day, I yeah. just spend there daydreaming. I, I, I can't say about I'm, Brady. Bunch. Can't say I'm surprised. No. <laughs> well, you know, Mark. Sometimes. Hey. All right. So, talk to me about this. Uh, Cabbage Patch Kids thing. Yeah. Well, Cabbage Cat Patch Kids, those rosy cheek dolls that left store shelves picked clean during the first big oh. holiday toy craze. They're up for that a, was like way back in the day. This really is a long was. time ago. That was okay. a long time ago. Yeah. But they're you remember right, the garbage pail kids? I do. Okay. <laughs> they're still actually collectors' items. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. The, well, Cabbage Patch Kids are up for a spot in the National Toy Hall of Fame. They're part of a finalist group that was announced, <clears throat> excuse me, yesterday that also includes garden variety sand. Well, see, there's your toy, pet sand. <laughs> I told you. And the toy fire engine. Among fi- Also among finalists being considered for a November induction are five competitive games, Battleship, Risk, The Settlers of Catan, Hello, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> wow. Mahjong and Billiards, as well as the Pinata. American Girl <laughs> Dolls, Masters of the Universe, and Fisher wow. Price Corn Popper. Wow, that little wow. thing your kids pop push around. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you what that was. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. 2021 finalists were pulled from the house. The thousands of nominations the National Toy Hall of Fame receives each year. Anyone can nominate a toy, and a panel of experts, along with input from the public, votes in the three to uh, votes in the three to be inducted. The 74 previous honorees have run the gummit uh, gummit <laughs> gamut. <laughs> yeah, uh, from the simplest cardboard box 
and stick to the groundbreaking Atari 2600 game system and universally wow. known checkers, Crayola crayons, and even marbles. To be inducted, toys must have withstood tests of time and memory, changed play or toy design, and fostered learning, creativity, and discovery. So they say. All of wow. the 2021 finalists have, a, have greatly influenced the world of play. So says Christopher Bench, vice president for collections in the in the wow. at the hall, which is located mm-hmm. inside the Strong National Museum. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So, so Yikes. I'm thinking the Yikes. so the Yikes. the settlers of Catan greatly influenced the world of play. It influenced the scripts for the Big Bang Theory. I know that, but yeah, but the world of it, play. <laughs> I have had led a boring life, Mark, because I don't know. I I have played Battleship a couple of times. I like mm-hmm. Risk. It was all right, but the rest and. American dolls, I know because of the girls. Yeah. But, you know, all the rest, I'm like, I'm telling you, man, when I was a kid, I, I liked Monopoly. Yeah. I would play life only if, you know, mm, I, yeah. it was the only game we had and it was raining outside and I didn't right. want to do any cleaning inside. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, man, I looked at those games as a way to figure out everybody else's weak link. You know, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show with the soundtrack for your life and when i saw this mark when i told you for whatever reason the the stories that you were sending me yesterday and i'm the headlines i wasn't like there's something wrong with me you know that's all i can tell you is i you see something and you read something entirely yeah. differently than what it says. And yes. when I saw this one, the first thing that got me was, are we doing a story from the 40s talking about the coppers and hit the bricks, see? you know, that kind of thing? I don't know. No, this is kind of a follow-up on a story we had a little while back because there were these mysterious baked bean attacks where people were finding them poured all over their the, their front steps and down the right. doors of their cars and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And remember? I remember thinking, usually the bag comes with something else after the beans, but, <laughs> and it's usually on fire, but go ahead. Right. Well, the new uh, social media fad is seeing teens emptying cans of beans onto doorways and in so-called, in so-called beaning attacks. Yeah. Why did the kids pour beans in their ears no one See, can go. hear with beans in their ears yep and that's why would they do something like that they did it because we said no <laughs> you had to it was just if you didn't do it you would have exploded i understand yes and that's forcing the cops to step up and uh, ask shopkeepers to take some action videos circulating on tiktok under the hashtag bean bandits show youths <laughs> youths Smearing the breakfast food on the doorsteps, driveways, and even cars. Officers have urged local shops to be on the lookout for kids buying lots of baked beans in a bid to stamp out this bizarre behavior. West Yorkshire police, this is all happening in England, by the way. West yeah. Yorkshire police oh, yeah. issued, I kind of picked up on that early yeah, yeah. on. <laughs> issued a statement and said, it has come to the attention of the police that a new trend has started uh, by groups of youths called beaning. This involves youths throwing the contents of a can of beans over properties, very similar, very similar to the trend of throwing eggs at properties. If you work in a shop, please be aware you uh, be aware of youths buying large quantities of cans of beans. If you have children living at home, please be mindful if you see them removing cans of beans from the family home. Um, this comes after police in Surrey launched an appeal last month after a small village was terrorized by the so-called bean bandits. That's the story we had earlier. And last month, yes. Surrey police launched an appeal after vi- the village of Warn- uh, Warnersh was terrorized by the so-called bean bandits. In one picture, four empty cans of uh, can be seen discarded near a doorstep studded with little orange beans. Uh, while another shows a gray car with sauce dribbling down the driver's window, leaving an, ar- an unsightly orange smudge. They've been, they need to also print up little things to stick on the, on the vehicles and on the doors and whatever. You've been beaned, you know? <laughs> Man. You remember, you know, Sh- Carol Shelby, the Shelby oh, Mustang? Yeah. yeah. All right. When Carol Shelby, after his driving career ended, while he was trying to build up to the next thing, one of the things he did was uh, he was raising chickens, you know, to, to eat. And in one fell swoop, he went bankrupt when his uh, chickens, 20,000 chickens, got some weird disease, Ooh. and they all died within like 36 hours, okay? Wow. That's and, weird. yeah, and so he was using that to, you know, put a racing team together to get, anyway, so, you know, he had a heart problem. That's why he had to quit racing. Yeah. He was one of the greatest race car drivers in the yeah. 50s. 
but he didn't make much money doing it. And after his career was over driving, he was kind of lost. Well, mm -hmm. anyway, <laughs> his kid said that uh, what he would do is when he found a great deal on something, um, he would buy a bunch of it, you know, and one of the things that he <laughs> came home with one day was a truck full load of baked beans, oh you know, my. cans of baked beans. Yeah. And the kid said that they ate them for like three months straight because <laughs> they had no food. They were totally broke, but they had beans. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like all of a sudden you're moving to Boston, you know, yeah. you got to fit. Wow. That movie, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen that movie? Right. Oh, uh, it's about, it's I, about Carol Shelby's development of the car that they won uh Le Mans with and oh, going no, up against but I will. Oh, you you would love this movie and I yeah. and it's one that I will I will put the Mark and Max show stamp of approval on. It's oh, a great okay, movie. Now, it's a great Enzo movie. Enzo Ferrari did not like Carol Shelby. No, they right? didn't like each other. Yeah. They they tried to actually they tried to go in together yeah. to to work on on okay. on a car and, and Enzo Ferrari basically said uh, essentially said you can tell the redneck to go home, you know. <laughs> You know, wow. not working with those people. Yeah. Carol Shelby was an interesting character, you know? Yeah. yeah and was. It's like, they don't even know how many wives he had. Oh, wow. Cause he would just marry some, you know, there were women who thought they were married to him uh -huh. that he was like, I never married you. Really? What do you, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd we meet Vegas? Mm. Right. It mm. just, wow. That's, you weird. know, yeah, he was, uh, but okay. Think about this, Mark. If you're, you know, back in the day, um, he had a bad heart, he had something going on and he was given like three years to live kind of thing. Mm, yeah. And so being faced with that, that's why he was such an incredible driver because back in the fifties drivers died. I mean, some of the biggest names in the sport died on the track Yeah. and he raced like that because it's like, well, I'm going to die anyway. You know, it's like, yeah. I've only got a little bit of time left. And he said that, uh, somewhere in the mid sixties, he realized, well, wait a minute. They say I'm going to die within three to five years, but every three to five years, they're coming up with something else. Mm -hmm. And so he kept, you know, <laughs> they kept his heart going. And so it was like, it wasn't until he was old that he realized he'd been living on borrowed time this whole time. And now right. he was an old man. Yeah. And anyway, it was just kind of funny how he lived his life that way because it was under this cloud that, right. you know, yeah. he was going to be dead. So make your mark. And yeah. that's why he actually built the car that he built, you know, because mm -hmm. Again, you're going to be dead within a year or two. And he yeah. goes, well, then I'm going to build my dream. I'm going to spend the last months of my life working on my dream car. Yeah. There wow. You go. And we got all that from baked beans. Beat that with a stick. <laughs> Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings. Only on LifeRadio.fm.